0: If you will, take your Bible and turn to the book of the book of turn to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. When you find your place, stand to your feet. We'll read Psalm 121 and one verse in Psalm 122. Psalm 121, beginning in verse number one. Psalm 121 and beginning in verse number one. The Bible says, or uh, D- D- David is writing this. this is a song of degrees as he's uh, uh, making his way to the, uh, the temple there. And he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Aren't you glad of that? Praise the Lord. (laughs) He don't ever go to sleep on a job. Praise the Lord. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Say amen to that. He shall preserve thy soul. Aren't you glad he's still in the soul saving business? Praise the Lord. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And you know, he he, uh, shared all that. He wrote all that as he was on his way to the temple to praise God, to worship Him. He, he shares all these things about God is the one that keeps Israel and He'll suffer the foot not to be moved. He won't go to sleep. He'll always be there, preserve, uh, from, preserve us from all evil, preserve our soul. And, and he, you know, I can imagine He's about ready to shout. He's thinking about all the goodness of the Lord to to old sinners like us. And then he begins the very next psalm, Psalm 122, with some precious words. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Well, tonight, just for a few moments, it won't be real real lengthy, uh, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this thought. The gladness of going to church. The gladness of going to church. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege you've given us to come tonight. What a joy it is to come to the house of God. Lord, where we can just lay aside the cares and the the burdens and the trials and the struggles of this old life for these few moments that we might truly worship you praise you, give you honor, give you glory. Lift up that lovely name of the Lord Jesus. Father, what an honor it is to be able to come to a place where we have liberty to worship you. Father, help us tonight to see a few things through these verses of scripture. Help us to realize what we have. Help us to realize who you are and how good you've been to us. And God help us to ever uh, keep that in our heart. God, help us never to lose sight of who we are, what we are, and where We're heading it. Oh God, you've been so good to us, Lord. Help us to worship you here tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You may be may be seated. I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." The gladness of going to church. You know, uh, church is a special place. It is the most special place that I don't know about you, but it's the most special place that I ever have the privilege and the honor to to go. It's a place of exalting. It's a place where we can come and we can get away from the wickedness and the vileness of this old world and we can exalt our dear Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We can praise Him. We can lift up His name and honor Him. It's a place of exalting. It's a place of uh, entreating. It's a place where we can share our hearts with a loving God. And He hears and He answers our prayers. We, We had to Time of prayer here just a little while ago. That's We could come to this church, and it's a place of entreating. It's a place where we can pray and lift our burdens and cares before a loving God. It's also a place of encouraging. It's a place where we can come and get some encouraging, get some refreshing uh, in the middle of the week uh, as tonight, and uh, just be fired up and ready to go for a few more days until we get back to the house of God. It's a place of encouraging. You know that verse over in uh, the book of Hebrews, it says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and that means encouraging. We can encourage and strengthen one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And Boy, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I need encouraging each and every day. So it's a place of exalting, a place of entreating, of a place of encouraging. It's a wonderful place. It's the most wonderful place that we can come to church. And boy, it ought not to be a grief, a grief to come. You know, something. well, we got to go to church tonight. Boy, we ought not ever have that spirit about us. Boy, if it wasn't for church, where would we be? If it wasn't for being able to come to a place and hear the gospel preached and get under conviction and get saved by God's marvelous grace, we'd all be on our way to hell. Church is a wonderful place. I don't know about you, it's a whole lot better than some... What makes us happy today? What does? You know, I wonder that sometimes. What makes folks happy? Uh, Does church make them happy? You know, we're talking about God's people now. Does church make us happy? What makes us glad? We ought to be glad. David said he was glad when they said, uh, it's time to go to church. He was glad because he realized what God had done for him uh, in his life. But you know, a whole lot of folk, uh, fishing makes them glad. And you know, there's nothing wrong with fishing. But I tell you what, there's nothing on the end of that pole that'll do anything thing for you like Jesus will, praise our Lord. And some uh, sports uh, makes folks happy. They got to go out there and they watch uh, folk run up down the court with a ball or run down across uh, the field with a ball or or uh, whatever they do, hockey and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm not into sports, I so I probably don't even know what I'm talking about. Amen. Uh, I I just never did that as a young man. Daddy worked us like dogs and I didn't have a chance to, to learn any sports. But you know, some people enjoy that and they, they make some glad. You know, some people... Uh, Uh, Go down to the NASCAR track on Sunday. I'd hate to know I was down on the NASCAR track watching them things go round. And you you know, I have done that. Praise the Lord! I know what that's about, and that's about the most boring thing I ever seen in my life. I remember Daddy used to carry me, me and my brother, and we'd sit there and it's and you couldn't hear nothing. And only time anything was enjoyable was when they wrecked. And I mean, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, I don't know what kind of spirit that is, hoping somebody going to hurt themselves. But, uh, uh, you know, some people enjoy that, but it ought not be like that. Uh, we ought to receive our greatest enjoyment as a child of God of going to church. Some people like uh, going shopping and doing yard work and camping and, and all these things. And, you know, I remember my daddy told me one time, he said, boy, I'm going to tell you the most enjoyable things in life that'll make you happy, that'll make you glad. And he said... Uh, sleeping and eating. he said, I'm going to do both of them, amen. And uh, some people enjoy that, but it ought not make us as glad as when we have the opportunity to go to church. Hey, it was a wonderful time when it got ready to be church time tonight. I tell you what, it's going to be a wonderful time Sunday morning when uh, we get to come over here and begin a jubilee meeting. What a wonderful time it will be when we can come and spend a whole week at the house of God, preacher, I'm going to be so tired. Well, uh, I, I'm going to just pray that we'll get past our old flesh. And then we'll just have a wonderful time in the Lord. The gladness of going to church. All these things of life, they're, they're enjoyable, and there's nothing wrong with them in their place. But the most gladness or the most joy that we receive ought to be when somebody says, let's go to church. Let's go to the, down to the house of God. And we ought to be excited about going to church. We ought to be enthusiastic about going to church. You know, that word enthusiastic comes from two Greek words. The first part of it is uh, enthos, and it means to be in or inspired by. And the last part of that comes from the word theos, which means God. So I'm telling you what, if you've got God in you, if you've got uh, God inspiring you, you ought to be able to be glad. You ought to have some enthusiasm. You ought to be excited. When we come to the house, not just dragging in, Oh, I've got to go to church. Oh, I'm so tired. Do. You don't know, reckon Jesus was tired when he went up Golgotha's hill? I believe it was, but you know, all the time we come in and we plop down. Oh, I'm so tired. I just, my I preacher, I hurry up and finish preaching. Hurry up with that singing. I, I just, you know, I'm hungry and I'm tired. I'm gonna get me a nap. And but it ought not be like that. We ought to be excited when we go to the house of God. Be enthusiastic. Be excited because of three things I want us to see tonight. Why should we be glad when somebody says, let's go to the house of God, let's go to church? Well, we ought to be excited and we ought to be enthusiastic because of our faith. Because of our faith. Did you know that our faith determines our eternal destiny? It determines where we're going to spend all eternity. What, what are we, what, where's our faith at? Are we trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation? Uh, our faith, it, we ought to be excited because our faith, our faith, when we come to the house of God, to church, our faith is honored here. You know, our faith is not honored outside these doors. Boy, I tell you what, uh, they they, uh, mock us and they ridicule us and they talk about us. Uh, They don't honor uh, our faith uh, in society, uh, in our government. In our schools, you know, uh, they can teach everything under the sun in the public school system, but boy, they better not teach anything about God. In the beginning, God created. Oh, you better not preach that. Oh, you can teach about that uh, we were... Uh, that, that one time They was just a, a, what do you call that, a primordial uh, blob of mess out there, and it floated around in the swamps, and, and uh, then the thing sprouted uh, fins and swam around a little bit, and then it sprouted legs and crawled around got up on the bank got out and then it growed a tail climbed up in a tree and swung around a little bit and then the tail fell off and he come back down the tree went to college got him a PhD and now we're teaching our young people the same stupid mess that's right you know there's a difference between being ignorant and stupid you know ignorance can be taught ignorance sometimes uh, can't, can't help it because they don't know no better but stupid, that's self-inflicted. <laughs> Being stupid is self-inflicted and it's, it's a willful desire not to, not to know anything. And uh, I'm you, we've got some stupid people teaching our young people and we ought to be able to come to the house of God and our faith is honored. It's not honored in society, in our government, in our schools. It's not educate. They, Oh, we just need to educate our children. Uh, they're not getting education. They're getting degradation is what they're getting. And so uh, as we come, our faith is honored. Not only is our faith honored when we come to the house of God, glad to come to church, but our faith is helped. I don't know about you, but it helps me to come to church and I can sit in a Sunday school class and hear Brother Kerry teach and boy, it just helps my faith. And then we get through with the Sunday school hour and we come out here and our pastor will rare back and open up this precious King James Bible and he'll preach, thus saith the Lord. And boy, that encourages my faith. That helps my faith. That helps us grow. Boy, this is a place that is, uh, helps our faith glad, excited, enthused because our faith is honored in this place and our faith is helped in this place. Not only because of our faith, but because of our freedom. Because of our freedom that we still have to go to the house of God. You know, we mentioned that a while ago. It could come a day where they want to close these places down. Close those churches down. Boy, those churches are are promoting hate. That's hate literature. That old King James Bible is hate literature. Oh, y'all can't do that no more. You might hurt somebody's feelings. You might tell somebody the truth. You might help them to see their need, and they might get saved. You don't want to do that. That's hate. Well, I tell you what, the greatest love that we could ever have is tell somebody the truth. Tell them they can be saved. Tell them they don't have to go to hell. uh, uh, Because of our freedom that we still have the opportunity to go. Still have the opportunity to go to the house of God. We ought not take that for granted. Ought not take that lightly. And boy, we ought to uh, exercise that freedom every opportunity we get. Not only the freedom that we have just to go to the house, but we have freedom from hell. How did we find out about hell? How did we find out about heaven? How did we find out about the Lord Jesus Christ? How did we learn about the blood? How did we learn that we're all sinners and on our way to hell? How did we learn? We went to the house of God and we heard about all these things. But it's about our it ought to excite us when we come to the house of God because we have freedom to come, but we have freedom from that awful place called hell. You know, there was a time in my life that I thought that all I had to do was live a decent life. All I had to do was be moral. All I had to do was go to a quote unquote church. Uh, you know, all churches are not church. Uh, some of them just a religious uh, institution. But I, I, I didn't realize my condition. Nobody ever told me. Nobody told me like our pastor told you. I thought that as long as you went to church, and long as you lived halfway decent, everybody goes to he- heaven. The only people who go to hell is those dope heads and those murderers and those thieves, and those liars, and those, all, all that wicked crowd, they go to hell. But I didn't realize that I was in the same boat. I just as wicked, I just as lost as they were. And I'm so glad that I came to a church, and somebody preached the gospel, told me that Jesus loved me so much that He was willing to go to Calvary, lay down His very life, shed every drop of His precious blood so that I might be, go free, that I might have the freedom from that awful place called hell. There's only two destinations. There's only two types of people on the planet earth, lost and saved. There's only two places that will spend eternity, heaven or hell, and I'm so thankful I don't have to go to hell. I'm telling you, I don't want to go to hell. I, when I found out what hell was all about, I surely didn't want to go. And I was so thankful that somebody loved me enough. <laughs> Whee! That was willing to take my place, to take my punishment, to take upon themselves what I owed so that I might go free. And you know, I don't have to go to hell now. <laughs> and if you're saved by God's grace, you don't have to go to hell either. And how did you find out about that, Brother Carey? At the house of God, somebody preached the word of God. Praise the Lord. It ought to be a a joy to come to this place. Oh, because of our freedom that we have to come and the freedom from that awful place called hell that we found out about. Hey, enthused, excited. Preacher, I don't know if I can make it all week to the Jubilee. Well, I tell you what you just think about this. If Jesus didn't pay the price for you, if he wasn't willing to go all the way for you, if he wasn't willing to take upon himself everything for you, you'd be on your way to hell. I'd be on my way to hell. And we can't come five days, six days, whatever it is, and a Friday morning service if you don't have to work. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And uh, we can't do that. Oh, we ought to be excited about coming because of our faith. It's honored. It's helped because of the freedom to come and the freedom that we don't have to spend all eternity in hell. And then last tonight, we ought to be enthused and excited about going to church because of our future. (laughs) You know, we we got some things to look forward to. You know, we have a hope that we didn't have at one time. You know, because of what we've experienced at the house of God, because of what Jesus has done in our hearts and lives, we have hope. I remember there was a day I didn't have hope. There was a day that uh, before you got saved, you didn't have any hope. Without hope and without God. In an awful predicament, no way out. In an old horrible pit of sin, uh, couldn't climb out, couldn't get out, uh, and no hope. But now, we have hope. We have hope in Jesus. And our future uh, is a bright future now because <laughs> we heard the gospel preached. And the gospel preached at the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of God. Because we have a bright future, we have hope, the gospel was preached to us. said, so, Preacher, what is the gospel? Oh, you don't mean you're going to give the gospel that... You know, I, I don't know about anybody else. The only one I know about is me. Now, I hope every one of y'all is saved. And I pretty pretty much uh, uh, am sure that you are, but I ain't 100% sure. <laughs> so guess what? I'm going to tell you one more time, praise the Lord. And you know, there may be somebody on the internet tonight that does not know Jesus as the personal Savior. So preacher, how can you know? How can you have that bright hope for the future? Well, you've got to realize you're a sinner to begin with. You've got to realize that the Bible says, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That puts us all in the same boat says all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. They're no good. The best we can do is nothing in God's sight, like filthy rags. So that means we're all sinners. We're all in the same boat. We're born sinners with that old Adamic nature. And the Bible goes on to tell us that if we continue in that condition, the wages of sin is death. Now that means die physically and to die spiritually and to spend all eternity separated from a loving God in an awful place called hell. We'll say, Preacher, is there no hope? Oh, there's hope. We heard about that at the house of God. There's hope for our future. We don't have to go to hell. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You say, Preacher, I thought you had to repent. You do. Except you repent you shall all likewise perish. That's what happens in your heart. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord and believe in thine heart. That's when that repentance takes place right there. Just realize you're a sinner. Realize our condition. Realize the penalty for sin. Realize that if if, if we continue in that, we're going to spend all eternity separated from God in hell. But we don't have to. Because he said he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He don't want anybody to be, be lost. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have a bright future ahead of us. And he wants everybody to be a part of that bright future, to be saved. Uh, And we ought to be excited about our future. But not only uh, the hope that we have, but the home that we have. You know, one day, and we were talking about that in the prayer room a while ago. You know, how many of y'all struggle with aches? and pains and uh, agonies and snotty noses and and all this choking and and gagging and he Anybody? Preacher, I don't have that. I have a perfect life. You tell that lie. You know, and older you get, you're going to have aches and pains. And all these things and all the struggles and the things that we face in this life, it's going to be gone one day for the child of God. And we have a home awaiting us in glory. Bible says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Hey, we can't even, can't even imagine it. We've got a home awaiting us. And where do we hear about that home? The house of God. Boy, church is a wonderful place. Church is the greatest place upon the planet Earth that we can be where we can worship our dear Savior. Give him praise and give him honor and give him glory. Now, what are we going to do next week? Are we going to be in our place? Are we going to be glad when it gets around church time? Boy, we ought to come in here wide open, shouting, praising Him. You know, when we were at Friendship Baptist Church, and I'll, I'll just close with this. When we were at Friendship years ago, uh, Friendship at that time uh, was pretty much in its, I guess you would say, heyday. I mean, it was just wide open. Uh, it was running 400 and something people and just... Uh, probably 95% of uh, the membership were brand-new Christians. Uh, most of them had just come out of rough lives, just a bunch of uh, rough country rednecks. I mean, they just... And they just glad they got saved. When they, when they found out that they was on their way to hell and they didn't have to go, that, that all they had to do was uh, realize their need and, and repent of their sins and invite Jesus into their heart to be their personal saint, when they realized all that... All they had to do to be saved was that simple. Boy, I'm telling you what, they got excited. And when we'd have Jubilee, boy, I'm telling you what, that was a special time. All the preacher would have to say was Jesus. That's all they had to say. I mean, Jesus. Woo! All over the building. I remember one night it got on so so thick and so heavy. 45 minutes shouting, running, praising testifying because that crowd was glad to be at church because they realized what shape they were in, they realized what God did for them, and they was excited about it. And you know, there's no reason that we can't be that same way. Well, preacher, I just kind of got over it. Boy, if we got over it, we ought to get back on it. It ought not ever get old in our heart of what Jesus did for us. We don't have to go to hell. Brother Charlie, we don't have to go no more. He saved us when He didn't have to save us. He loved us when He didn't have to love us. He, mm, mm. hey, we ought to be able to shout and run the aisles for what God has done for us. Ah, oh, preacher, I just I won't be excited to look at. I mean, you just get too excited about that, preacher. I just don't know why you so. Cause I don't have to go to hell. That's right. Well, I, I, I'm so glad and I'm so thankful. It, it's a joy to come to the house of God. And it ought to be a joy for each one of you to come to the house of God. I think some, of them, some folk here tonight didn't think it was a joy to come to the house of God. So, Lord, there ought not be anything more important than coming to church. There ought not be anything that makes you more glad than coming to church and being around the things of God, being around the presence of God, being around the people of God. I tell you what, y'all are special to my heart. And every one of you, because this is a special place. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. As we're standing at our feet, Miss Natalie, as you come, every head bowed, every eye closed, are you excited about coming to church? Are you excited about what Jesus did in your heart? Are you excited about being saved uh, like you was when you first got saved? If not, why not? What's happened? What has caused uh, the fire to dwindle? As Miss Natalie plays, this old-fashioned altar is open. I think we ought to just come and pray and ask God to refire us, revive us, carry us back to the day we got saved the desire we had to to be around the things of God. The desire we had to be full of God. The desire we had to snuggle up close to Him. Like it used to be. What's happened? God has not moved. God has not changed. If He hadn't, who has? Maybe it's us. Maybe we ought to just get back to where we need to be with Him. Boy, we're coming up on Jubilee. Why don't we just let... Let go and let God and just give him praise and give him glory for his goodness to old sinners like us. This old fashioned altar is open if you need to come. As these are praying, let's pray for the meeting next week that God will have his complete will and way. Liberty. There may be someone here tonight and you say, Preacher, I don't know what in the world you're talking about. I don't know why you're so excited thought coming to church is something we did well that's you maybe you need to come down here and do some business with God